Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nerdy for 30, a podcast where we talk about nerdyish movies for 30-ish minutes. My name is Kevin Bauer, a.k.a. The Critic's Choice. With me, as always, <laughs> is the people's champ, Tim Keck. And today, we are talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, released on April 5th, to critical indifference and enthusiastic <laughs> audience acclaim. Tim, what did you think about this movie? I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was a, it was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, it was it was fun. It wasn't it wasn't great. It was good. I had a nice time. We saw it with some people. It was fun. It was just a nice, pleasant trip. I'm not sure I agree with like the 96, you know, uh, audience score. I know I'm the people's Ooh, yeah. champ, but that is that is steep. That is high praise. Um, but if you're just looking for fun, you know, go have a good time. It's cool. It's chill. You know, Mario, whatever, man. They're all they're nice. It's fun. You know what, man? Sometimes that's the people's champs role is to rein everybody in when they're off base. <laughs> I think 96 is pretty aggressive for this, but. You got to remember, too, the Rotten Tomatoes is just a binary measure. It's that insane metric of a percentage of how many of them were binary good versus binary bad. And I do definitely think this was a, a good movie. It crossed the threshold. It was fine to watch. I would very much enjoy watching this again when my niece turns five, you know? Yeah, I think it's I think it's probably getting so much hype because parents are excited to take their kids to it. Mm -hmm. And it's. It's a great family movie. You know, everyone can enjoy it. We enjoyed it. Kids will enjoy it. It's great. I I was surprised and I do this with Marvel stuff, but I was surprised how <laughs> protective I was of the the uh, Nintendo IP. Really? You know, the whole time I'm like, is this really what Mario is? Is this what Mario's character would be doing? And I'm like, shut the fuck in my head. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't care about this. You don't care about Mario that much. Like, yeah, I played cart. I played Smash Bros. And I even played that Mario game that came out for the switch where he throws his hat around. And I can still say I'm somewhat indifferent to Mario, but seeing him on the screen, I'm like, wow, that's the thing I knew. I just felt so baited, you know? Mm -hmm. anytime anybody's like they just like make a pop culture reference it's like something you knew or like pandering it just felt like this whole thing was weird pandering and i'm surprised how much i was into it man i was like pumped when i saw yoshi in the background i was like fuck yeah dude this is cool oh there's donkey kong oh man he's on fire did that actually happen in the video games did it not like why is this canonical wow do they actually have a game where like mario runs ahead and opens stuff for luigi to follow him through i was like just really breaking it down in my head instead of this sh just shitting just sitting back just shitting back and uh, enjoying the show, you know, just shitting bricks out there, dude. The it shit was bricks. it was weird to see them make choice about Mario this deep into the game of Mario being a character. It's absolutely absurd that they didn't have more Mario content earlier. I know they had that cartoon in the 80s where they had what was the dude Bob Hoskins. No, Bob Hoskins played him <laughs> live action. In the 93 movie, I think. But there was also that animated cartoon. Did you ever see the animated series where it opened with live action dudes? And they're just like dumpy 40 something guys <laughs> playing Mario and Luigi in like a set that looks like the backstage area of all that. Just like, hey, Luigi, what are we going to do today? Um, and then it would like cut to cartoons of Mario and Luigi. 
uh, it was very similar to the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon from the early 90s where they're just taking big swings with the character. And obviously none of that really stuck. And then we were left with kind of a blank slate for the character again because Mario doesn't like do much. He's a man of few words, the exception of the RPG games that he's in, but those are basically, you know, like multiverse Elseworld things anyway. It's kind of like a, a comedic take on the whole thing. But the mainline Mario from Mario 64 and Odyssey, he didn't really say anything. It's like Link. It's just there's uh, Princess Peach needs to be rescued or Bowser's doing something bad. And mm. that's it. Then you got to stop Bowser. And then you go to different places. You jump on different things. And that's it. That's all the story I had. Did you like that they are human beings from essentially our world and then they just get sucked in a tube and now they're in toad paradise or whatever it is the toad kingdom tim i'm so glad you asked that because (laughs) i fuck with that hard dude my favorite thing about this movie is probably everything they did with the quote-unquote real world i really really loved it it hits in that kind of like grown man child in a grimy inner city vibe that you get from the 90s ninja turtles movies and from ghostbusters where it's just this kind of cartoony version of new york city and i really dug it and i think it's an interesting way to lock in this idea of that question of who the hell is mario where did he come from why is he a person when he's surrounded by mushrooms the idea that he and technically also princess peach are human beings that live in this world clears a lot of stuff up for me. Mm. I guess so. I guess it makes sense The like the part, like the parts with him at the kitchen table with his family or like the mm. dining table with his family. And they're all eating spaghetti together with like mushrooms in it. I was like, we can speed. We can, we need to wrap this up. I was like, <laughs> this is kind of, this is kind of bumming me out, you know, like, I get it. He's his family views him as like a low life and then he goes and proves them all wrong at the end. But I kind of hate that arc. I kind of hate it. Like, why do you need to prove yourself to these people? You know, who cares what they think? You should prove yourself, prove it to yourself. You know, and maybe he did. They do along the way and then their parents. But I just I guess I just don't give a shit about guy who is still living with his parents, getting lectured by them at the table while eating pasta in an Italian family. Maybe I just don't respect Italians. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's an important well, part of their culture. About you. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Wasn't wasn't my favorite part of the the thing. I was like, get to the stuff. Like once Toad showed up, I was like, all right, we're doing it. Man, I want to clarify. I the fact that Mario couldn't impress his dad wasn't what I liked about that. That whole storyline <laughs> can take a long hike off a short pier. I don't want to see that ever again. But I really did like seeing. Mario's roots. I want to see where this guy came from. I would be remiss if Super Mario Bros. The Movie 2 comes out. We don't see this cartoony Brooklyn again. Because, I don't know, man. It really worked for me. It kind of it takes it back too, to like all the weird arcade history of all these games. Where you had all the classic old Nintendo games. Like, I think maybe the original Mario Bros. was an arcade game where you go through and it's just kind of... The one where it's the planks across the top and there's pipes on the side and you and Luigi are just kind of trying to not get hit by the spiky shell things. All these things, maybe it's the black background, the colors popped on top of it. But something about that dark video game 
inevitably being played in the like dimmest corner of a pizza joint. It just had that feel to it. It like I think that's what's hitting me is that it felt like the pizza place that I used to play these ancient arcade games. Yeah, I get that. It does kind of tap into some nostalgia. I feel like it opens up just more questions than answers, though. You know, they take a tube from the real world to the Toad Kingdom. But mm-hmm. along the way, Luigi takes a tube that goes to, I guess, Bowser's house or like they do like a, I guess, a nod to Luigi's mansion there. Yeah. You know, I was hoping to see his vacuum, I guess, because I remember that being a thing from the game. I was suddenly so invested. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, by the way, a game I haven't played. I just know it exists. And I was like, they better fucking do Luigi's Mansion right. I'm like, <laughs> I want that flashlight. I want the I want the vacuum. I think he has a vacuum in it. Uh huh. Poltergust. I was like, oh, man, they better they better do the vac. They better do this justice. And I was like, I didn't even, didn't even play this game. Chill out, Tim. I don't know why I was so invested. But so there's a tube that goes that connects all these places. And I guess it go. It's a one way. There's really only one connection, maybe from toe. No, I don't. I don't really know what I'm saying. I guess the whole premise, like the whole clock they have to beat in this is that Bowser is heading to the Toad Kingdom. He's mm-hmm. heading to the Toad Kingdom the entire movie. But there's tubes that connect all the kingdoms. Right. So why can't he just tube there? Does he not know about the tubes or the tubes? Just a weird his, mystery. Well, actually, I was going to say he can't put his whole fortress in a tube. And then I remembered that. The climax of the movie is them putting his whole fortress in a tube. Exactly. Exactly. So why why couldn't he have just done that? Yeah, it's a pretty big plot hole. You know, I don't think it's that kind of movie, though. I don't think it's that kind of movie where I mean, the plot didn't really matter in this, did it? Like, for the most part, this is just a fun, colorful movie where you turn your brain off and you see people be like mildly antagonistic to each other for a tight 90 minutes, a nice, a beautifully palatable 90 minutes on this thing. Perfect. You Perfect. love to see it. The lights came up. It, this was the second half of a double feature and the lights came up. And after like four collective hours of movie, I was like, that's it. Like <laughs> great one. Highly recommend to end a double feature. That's part of it too. Short and sweet. Got to add some points for that. Yeah. I want to, I, I really do want to lock back in on the whole characterization. You saying that, you really desperately want them to like correctly pay homage to these like I don't know these things from the games this iconography that you've seen in the past I think that is directly attributed to the fact that we don't see Mario talk very much I think the same thing would happen with the Link game because these characters are kept blank so that they can be surrogates for the player and so that they're not necessarily going to do something that the player wouldn't do which is something Mm. we talked about a lot with The Last of Us where there are a lot of choices made in that game that Joel makes that you are forced to make as the player that you may or may not feel pretty emotionally conflicted over. Mario and Link, they're just there for you so that they're your proxy in that world. Um, it was something like Cuphead, where Cuphead came out, I think like 2016 or 17, and the Cuphead cartoon went into production pretty much immediately and hit Netflix, I think by like 2021. There wasn't that long of a time that the character Cuphead was in existence and people were growing fond of him before he was given this persona that is going to stick with him. And now having watched the cartoons, it gives me a better appreciation for the Cuphead game because I'm like, that's Cuphead. But are you a big with, Cuphead guy? I mean, yeah, the cartoon's really good. Season two specifically is really good. 
I just found it so creepy. Like I watched like the first couple and they're like trying to get his soul back from the devil. And I'm like, oh, why is this so scary? Yeah, just man, chill. why it. can't the Cupheads be fun? Something about them just turns me off a little bit. It's like dark fun. It's like Ren and Stimpy fun. Yeah, I never liked Ren and Stimpy. Never liked Ren and Stimpy. Never liked Beavis and Butthead. They just like were too, too weird looking. You know, I thought it was going to be too dark and weird and just wasn't my cup of tea. I like things like Mario. Simple, bright colors, plot holes. That's what I want for my entertainment. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. What were you saying about? Uh, nah, man, that's it. Heads? It's like this is just. I think they threaded the needle really well. I think they managed to take something that was a big risk and they managed to find something that was, it felt true to the character. Do you think this did a better job of being true to the Mario character than the Sonic the Hedgehog movies did for Sonic? No. No? I think Sonic, the Sonic character, it's so simple. It's nice. It's easy. Whatever. I think... Some of the stuff in in this movie, like the Mario's being plumbers in New York City. I don't know if I need that. I don't care about it. The Sonic thing, I didn't even think about it for whatever reason. I wasn't worried about the IP because all of it felt like somehow very just so much more seamless in a way. Maybe I just don't have the same attachment to Sonic. I don't think I do. Hmm. Um, And I don't even know what I'm looking for. Right. Because I think you're right. The movies and the, the TV shows like for Cuphead, like for this movie, like for the Sonic movie, are putting personalities onto the blank canvas that we recognize and have been using for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And that's a big risk in a way. It's all it's so it generally is done in like kind of like a, I don't know, mild midway. I thought, yeah, I thought the kingdom was cool. I mean, I liked seeing Toad. I liked seeing all the Toads. Peach was very cool. It was very fun. The power ups. I don't know if I really understood how the power ups worked. I think even when they explained them, it seemed kind of like, eh, I don't, okay, whatever. Like, we'll just yeah. let it go. And then when Donkey Kong got the fire one, I was like, is that, I've never seen Donkey Kong use a power up. Does Donkey Kong use power ups? Maybe he does. Maybe that's just the way it is now. Um, yeah. So I felt very protective to the, of this thing that I don't know if I actually have a real attachment to, but it was weird. Um, to your thing with that, like putting a character, characterizing like a, like a, a palette we've been using forever. Jack Black is Bowser. Incredible. Yeah. He's so good. He's so amazing. It made Bowser like a fleshed out character in a way where he's an antagonist and also like a a fun character to see and hang out and like a perfect kids villain. And I really only associate Bowser with being that like one dimensional turtle you know, that like jumps up and down <laughs> in that like Nintendo and uh, whatever, like the first Nintendo game series. We have to run to the right forever. Like mm. that's that's it. And all of a sudden it's Jack Black's <laughs> singing about how much he loves Princess Peach. And it's it's cool. It's chill. It's fun. They have great comedy in it. He's and he's still scary at the end. It's neat. It's neat. Oh. They crushed it with him. He was so good, dude. He made that character. I understand Bowser now based on the take yeah. of Bowser from this movie. It feels like he, I don't want to say Jack Black got to do whatever he wanted, but they were definitely like, let's let the man cook. You know, he knows what he's doing. He's been here before. It's not his first animation voiceover rodeo. He's ready to roll. 
I love that he's been showing up to like every interview where he was showing up to every red carpet in like Bowser outfits. Yeah. So he went on Kelly Clarkson, like just dressed as Bowser, like in a kid Bowser outfit. And she <laughs> she was asking him, like, so are you excited about playing Bowser? <laughs> I'm like, this is great. This is gold. Jack Black's amazing. Uh, we all need more Jack Black in our lives, I think. Did you we think do. the Peaches song was a banger the first time you heard it? No, I was I didn't hate it. But I was fine on it. There were kids in our theater and they were laughing. And I was like, cool. Look, this is great. They're loving it. You know, people, yeah. I, I would say the kids in our theater fucking loved this movie. Like they seemed really stoked on it, right? Yeah, I believe it. I think they're into it. It's got a nice arc to it. All the power ups are fun. The abilities are cool. I mean, some of the jokes in it are great. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I thought the Peaches song was a bit. I don't know if I still think it's a banger. Feels like people are really hyping it up like it's going to win an Oscar or something. Yeah. And I don't know, but it is an earworm that's been like I've definitely caught myself just like thinking about it a lot. Mm. <laughs> probably too much. And, you know, that's probably what you want for one of these like kids movies anyway. You know, it was it was cool. It was chill. The power ups. Very neat. I don't know if I was familiar with the cat one. I don't know if I'd seen it before, Mm. but what do you think about the power ups in general? You know, not really too many surprises, but how do you think about them executing them? I thought it was good. I don't think we saw him get the red mushroom where he gets really big. Well, I guess that's a different one. That's like the giant mushroom. Yeah, I don't know the extent to which I'm probably not like probably I'm definitely not an expert in all the Mario power ups over the years. I've used the cat one. We got one of the games that had originally been on like Wii U, I think. They re-released it for the Switch. Mm. And we got that a couple summers ago and we're playing through it. And it's super fun. Cat power-up is great. I thought it was kind of weird to feature that power-up so prominently in this movie. It felt like they got a lot of airtime for that one. And like, I guess there's like an ice flower. I've never seen that before. It felt like there were maybe a couple other ones. Like, I, I seem to remember there was one you could get where Mario got massive, like huge, like giant man size was stomping around. But maybe I'm huh. wrong on that. So. I don't know. It's I feel like it's the same. I have the same take I do for the plot holes where it's like, I don't I don't think I need to know. I'm happy with this being I'm happy with this being exactly what it is to a certain extent. I think this movie just kind of needed to happen already. It just kind of needed to be here. We needed to start having the Nintendo stuff on screen. I wonder if that wall is going to kind of break down for better or worse, where so many adaptations of comic books and video games thus far have spent so many pages collectively trying to convince us that there's a realistic way that Steve Rogers can be super strong. And it's like, well, no, there's actually vitamin injections that went into his muscles and then he was powered up by uv rays that activated the vitamins in his muscles i think we're getting to a point where the barrier of entry is going to be the same that it is for a cartoony video game or a cartoony comic book where it's just like yeah you know there's turtles that fly here we're not going to explain it i don't i don't necessarily think you always have to especially when it's something like mario where it's explicitly a kid's movie yeah i guess you don't i Just I want 
with like any magic thing. I just mm-hmm. want the rules. I just want yeah. to know what the rule. And they tell you the rules, <sighs> right? She's like, you get big. And once you get hit, you lose it. And it's like, cool. I get that. That's great. But how do you have an infinite number of these? And why aren't they taking them all the time? Yeah. Why is it Mario just always big then? He could be he should be going through the movie big. That's kind of what you do, right? You get a mushroom, you get big, you play through the game, you get a fire power up. Why isn't he just walking around with the fire power up? You know, how long do they is there other things where they last really long or whatever? I mean, I don't know. It just part of me is like you 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 get fire. You, as, as soon as you get one of these, you ride it out for as long as you can in the games. So some part of me was like, they should be doing this. They should be walking around with fire powers. You know, I don't know. I'm too inv- I'm too invested in this thing that I guess I don't really care about that much. <laughs> but, you are uh, like passively passionate about this. <laughs> Very laid back. I'm not losing sleep over it. But if I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I want <laughs> protect this stuff. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, yeah. Do you think it feels like uh, we when we talked to Brian about the Dungeons and Dragons show the dungeons and dragons movie Mm. he was talking about how it was kind of a flex from wizard what is it it's not wizards of the coast it's is that dungeons and dragons it is yeah i think it is wizards of the coast um i think they're one of the people that control it now yeah well how dungeons and dragons the movie was kind of a flex of all their ip and they're labeling things they're saying we have owl bears we have this we have all this stuff and kind of packaging it together with this with this game that has kind of seen a rise in popularity lately that's been featured on like Stranger Things that now has all these spinoffs of people doing things on YouTube and all this stuff like this thing is blown up and they come out with a movie and you're like, cool, I have like eight points of references to come into this movie with. And then Mario, they kind of do the exact same thing, right, where they're just like labeling all their IP. They're like, we have Donkey Kong. We have got Cranky Kong. We've got the Donkey Kong crew. Here's the island. Here's like the guys with this stuff. And they're just flexing all of this IP at mm. us. And I guess maybe like Marvel does a similar thing, but it feels like this. Did you feel like this was like an IP drop a little bit? Like we're showing you all this stuff. This is in our video games. This is what's coming up. I don't know. It it felt like, um, yeah, it just felt a little, little showy and a little, I don't want to say cash grabby, but it's obviously a big money making move for Nintendo to, to make something like this, get more brand recognition. And then I, I mean, you got to think some of these kids are leaving and saying, dad, how do I play Mario? And they move some switches after this, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I read an article going into this about how brand recognition is one of the things that motivated this and the bigger marketing pushes they're doing with Nintendo property right now, where they're partnering with Universal Studios on theme parks, because the brand recognition for Mario and for Nintendo in general is nowhere near as strong as it used to be. I think if I read it right, it said that the M&M's like candy spokespeople are more widely known in the world than Mario, which feels crazy. It's, huh? I mean, I feel like the reason they have gloves and little boots is because of Mario. <laughs> so I don't know. How old's Mario? Mario which came I mean, first. It probably, I mean, all that probably goes back to the old, like Max, whatever his name is, Max Flesher cartoons from the thirties. But it's just, it's one of those things where I think we take for granted how big Mario was for us. And, you know, my childhood was 30 plus years ago. So it's just 
It's strange. He was only around, when you think about it, I was born in 1990. I think the first Mario game was what, like 84? So he was only around like six years before I was born, but it felt like Mario has just always been there. And right. for these kids, it's it's nowhere near the same. So I kept thinking while we were watching the movie about what the experience would be like for someone who had no exposure to any of these things. And this movie would have felt breathtaking if you'd never seen any You're of these right. ideas, if you didn't know who Donkey Kong was, if you'd never heard of the music. We haven't even talked about the music yet. The biggest flex in this entire thing was them being able to use these iconic Mario themes for little stingers that kind of thematically worked for where the themes played in the game. It's like, I mean, it would be like if Pedro Pascal opened a door in The Last of Us and like just a beautiful classic iconic song played as the theme for opening the door for 15 seconds. Um, so I think that experience would be completely overwhelming. And I think you're exactly right. I think a lot of kids come out of this and they're like, I got to play this. I got to know where this is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. It also feels like I feel like we've talked about this before, but. It also just feels like that's the way movies are going, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you got to movies are becoming a bigger pain in the ass than than ever. You know, they're charging more and more for these tickets, <laughs> more and more for concessions. All those fees uh, on Regal Unlimited. There's fees on Regal Unlimited. I'll tell you what. Every time they play that ad at the beginning, they're like, get Regal Unlimited. See unlimited movies. I always make a point of saying there are fees involved and someone in the theater always goes, yeah, there are. <laughs> I feel like everyone agree that, you know, why are they charging me 50 cents? Why are they charging me 50 cents for this a free unlimited movie? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's also like 27 bucks a month, right? So why they're like, oh, if you see you got to see like two or three movies to make up for it. It's just it's crazy. It's silly. It's dumb. They're a pain in the ass. But what can you possibly get people to the theater for to actually want to watch? I mean, was the biggest movie last year was a Top Gun. It was either Avatar or Top Gun Maverick, right? Where they're just like huge IP properties, you know, like everything everywhere all at once was like the Oscar winner. And it was still really low on on box office. Um, especially compared to those two, mm-hmm. it's all pre-existing IP. It feels like there's just going to be, you know, everything else, everything that is a fixture in theaters is going to be pre-existing IP. And then everything else is going to do a week or two and then just move to HBO and then just move to Amazon, you know, just, just get out of there. I'm honestly surprised how quick movies are in or in and out of theaters. I don't know if this is like a new thing or a new trend, but I'm like, cool, I want to see this whatever Jason Statham movie. And then it's there for a couple of weeks. Couldn't see it for a couple of weeks. And now it's gone. Now I got it. But now it's quote unquote gone. But now it's on Amazon. I can buy it on Amazon instantly. But I don't want to spend twenty dollars. So I'm already spending twenty seven fucking dollars on this Regal Unlimited and another 50 cents every time I get a movie. I mean, I don't know. And for some reason, we keep getting these five dollar we get a there's an RPX. upcharge for RPX. Yeah, baby. Which is crazy. I'll do it every time. Bad sound <laughs> is the number one thing that kills a movie for me. Why don't they all just have good sound? Why doesn't every theater just have good? They definitely should. There it's definitely a situation where it's like you booked a reservation to stay in a hotel and they're like, oh, if you want to book an RPX room that has a bed in it, that's gonna be an extra fifty dollars a night. It's like, why didn't the first room have a bed in it? It does feel like that. 
I've never paid so much money on top of an unlimited subscription before. <laughs> it's baffling. How am I still spending $20 a month <laughs> for a free service? But dude, a ticket for a service to that I paid movie, the year for up front. One movie ticket is like 19 minimum here. Mm. So mm. like like an RPX mm. ticket without the subscription is like 24. So it's like we absolutely get. I know I'm just selling you on the, the pitch that I already did a year ago. We have to be in the minority of people that actually get value back from these subscriptions. Because if you're living in Idaho, you should not do Recon Limited. I mean, whenever we go, we all the, all our tickets are like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So we are getting a deal on it as much as we go to the movies. But anywhere else, you know, you can still see a movie for now. It's probably like 10 bucks or whatever. But times are a change in dude. They are. As long as Mario's been alive, I've been going to movies and I just feel like it's it's worse than ever. Boycott the movies. Let's just wait till they're on HBO. Now, you know what's not even HBO anymore? It's Max. It's fucking Max. We're getting fucked from every end, Kevin. <laughs> every end. They're coming for us. I just wanted to watch Batgirl. Why couldn't I watch the Batgirl movie? They're fucking us, Kevin. Brendan Fraser God. was in that, right? Brendan Fraser was the villain. Yeah, he was villain. Firefly. As soon as he won the Oscar, David Zaslav had to be like, fuck. It's amazing. They had Michael Keaton in it because then now they're protecting this like Flash project, which has like Ezra Miller in it, who's a psychopath. And is he going to be around after? Also, Jonathan Majors dropped uh, his agency, dropped him. Yeah, that's I don't know what happened. We need like an actual update on what's going on. But I know I got dropped. That's a bad sign. I think we keep hearing uh, this is what a what a mess. Tim, I got a question for you. This Mario related. (laughs) No, no, I don't want to talk about Mario. I'm done talking about Mario. Let's just let's just talk about other stuff. Did you see <laughs> Dominion settling? How much does that suck? We're never getting justice. Anyway, what Wait, were we saying Dominion about Mario? Is settling? I thought they said they weren't going to settle. No, Dominion. They're a bunch of liars. Dominion settled God for like 800 it. million, fucking everybody over. When you said the one thing I know about lawsuits, if you settle, everyone settled. You're fucking over everybody. It's a cash grab. Screw you, Dominion. I'm never going to vote on a Dominion machine ever again. I'll tell you what. You know what? I'm going to keep perpetuating the lie <laughs> that their voting machines are rigged. They're certain. Maybe they're not rigged. Maybe your votes count, but they're certainly fucking us over by not taking down the entity that corrupted. I don't know. Let's cut all this out. You're going to edit this one. Uh, <laughs> you can cut out this chunk. Kevin, do you have a Mario related take? That you want to present on the pod. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a take. Um, a question. A query. Yeah. Anything okay. to get us back on track. Yeah. Uh, did you know that canonically in the Mario series, Jesus. Mario, Peach, Luigi, Bowser, Toad, etc., all these characters, they are actors putting on a play. So whatever video <laughs> game you're playing is a play that they're putting on. <laughs> No, no, and I refuse to believe that because this is my reality now. This movie is the new canonical Mario. I refuse to believe that this is a play. These guys aren't actors, even though, you know, what would be it would have been great. You remember when like Toy Story and like Pixar used to do those things like where they do clips of like behind the scenes and it would be like Woody 
flubbing a line. They'd do like bloopers with like the actual animated characters and like somebody would fall over and they'd all laugh and stuff Mm -hmm. and kind of make it seem like they're actually actors playing themselves in this movie thing. If they start doing that with Mario, you know, and we see a shot of them in the back and they're taking off their mustaches and putting on like normal clothes. I think that could sell me on something. But until then, dude, they are in Brooklyn. If we go to Brooklyn right now, we can find these people. I, you could call that number. And if they're not there, it's the only re- it's it's just because they got sucked into a green tube while trying to save the city from a flood. And they're in Toadland now and they're chilling. And also, it seems like they just went back there. Yeah. They turn their back on New York real quick, like Kevin Durant headed right to Phoenix. Fuck Brooklyn. You know, they're out of there. They got out of Brooklyn as soon as they could, which is good advice to people in Brooklyn in general. You know, let's get out of here. Let's get let's find some mushrooms and just get (laughs) out of here. (laughs) Take off. That's the natural trajectory. You live in Brooklyn. You try mushrooms. You leave. Tim, money well spent. This movie Mm. had a one hundred million dollar budget. It has so far grossed $710 million. It is the highest grossing video game movie of all time already. It's been out for under two weeks as of this being recorded. And it was also the highest grossing animated movie premiere of all time. Wow. That's very exciting. That's very cool. So this is like a moment in history that we'll all look back and tell our kids about. I was there opening weekend. Super Mario movie. <laughs> I get Never it. Forget. You know, I'm thinking of, oh, what? We didn't even talk about the fact that 9-11 happened in the Mario universe. I think what? at the point Did it? when, well, when the bullet bill comes out of the pipe, we all exchange side eye glances at each other because it's like that thing's heading straight for the World Trade Center. <laughs> and then we cut out and the Freedom Tower is there. Which means 9-11 happened in the Mario universe. Yeah, but it happened in real life. So why wouldn't it happen in the in the Marvel, in the Mario universe? I don't know. It could have in uh, in the Odyssey game where he's throwing his hat. It's not New York City. It's New Donk City. Like, just make yeah. it a fake city. Don't don't show a real life landmark of a. I mean, it's a choice. Like, do it. Show it. But by all means, you're in New you York. Also, you also got to have Mario saying where he was on 9-11. <laughs> why didn't he do something yeah he's a plumber he's a plumber from new york what's he gonna do he doesn't even have mushroom powers yet and even if he did have all these power-ups was he gonna throw a fireball at a plane like that's not gonna work so are you saying let me just get your 9-11 take right yeah are you saying that every piece of media from here on out should pretend that 9-11 didn't happen and have the train have like the two trade center towers up in the background no i'm saying that you should either uh make it unclear by not showing (laughs) anything around uh ground zero or you should have a scene for each of the main characters in the movie where they say exactly where they were when 9 11 happened, <laughs> that's what they should do at the beginning of the movies instead of that thing where they thank you for going to the movies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like Tom Cruise is there, like this is you guys are saving cinema right now. This is you guys are heroes for coming back. Thank you very much. The Dungeons and Dragon Cruise, like, thank you so much for seeing this in theaters the way it should be. And then this one opens with just Mario being like 9 11, 2001, <laughs> the world was forever changed. 
I know where I was <laughs> that day. I had a plumbing job with my dad eating spaghetti, having a, having a good old time. The smell. <laughs> Lauren and I have a friend who genuinely cannot remember where he was on 9-11 and it's one of the funniest things I've ever experienced <laughs> we were at a bonfire and all of us I think everybody our age it's a, a pretty common trauma bonding experience to talk about this thing that we tried to grapple with when we were like 10 and yeah, it's a nice icebreaker oh yeah you know it's the common. first question on my hinge profile it was like <laughs> where were you on 9-11 Let's chill. Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Let's, and if it le- and if this leads to something more uh, long term, I'm more than happy to do that. But I know where we're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, but everyone was the answer is school. Everyone was in school. Yeah. Well, how old do you think Mario and Luigi are? How old are Mario and Luigi there? Because yeah, they seem That's a great like, question. like they're living at home. They seem childish in a way, but also they have full mustaches. They're they're mid twenties to late twenties. They're in their twenties, I think. I can see that. Yeah, I think the economy's bad. They tried to leave home. Mm-hmm. They're stuck at home. I mean, also the Italian family. You know, they're, it's a tight you know unit. So you know, the the kids stay at home a little bit longer, especially in New York. You know, where rents high. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, man. They're just and they're they're trying to spread their wings, figure it out. They went to trade school. Uh huh. They graduated high school, didn't go to college, went right to trade school, got uh-huh. out, trying to make this plumbing thing happen. They're probably apprentices for a while. And now they're trying to venture out on their own. So, yeah, that easily puts them, you know, 23, 24. But, you know, you can see like the life's been sucked out of their eyes at the beginning. And mm. I think you don't get that broken until you cross 25. So, um, yeah, I'd guess I guess 26. They're each 26. Cool. Right, is one older? That. One's younger. Are they twins or are they like their brothers? I think Mario's the older brother and Luigi's younger. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to be 27, 26. That's what I'm putting Mario at. Where do you, how, how old would you say Mario and Luigi are? Mario is, you know, perpetually 39 in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I had to guess canon just based on the video games i would have said 39 yeah i'm like he's not 40 uh he's 39 yeah but in this in this he's clearly younger yeah which is which is a bummer kevin i know you liked mario Mm -hmm. more or less than the dungeons and dragons less considerably less less considerably yeah less um better worse than everything everywhere all at once oh worse Mm, creed three it's not worse than it's not it's better than creed 3 i yeah i'll give you uh i don't know it's neck and neck for me but i do think that mm. creed 3 creed 3 really shined despite some obvious shortcomings and i think mario yeah. was safer but more cohesive see so yeah, i'll agree with you there I think Mario is just more fun. It's just bright. It's colorful. It's a quick 90. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to end up rewatching Mario before I rewatch Creed 3. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to end up watching Mario a lot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel Dude. like I'm going to see this movie way, way too much. Honestly, once it's streaming on Nintendo's own uh, video platform. Um, I think we're yeah, going to get a cinematic universe. 
I think this is going to oh, okay. end with like a Super Smash Brothers Infinity War where we're going to get solo <laughs> movies for all these characters and then they're all going to cross over. This dude, $710 million within the first two weeks. Like this thing's yeah. a juggernaut. Yeah. I wonder what even a Zelda project would look like. Give it would it to, be wild. Oh, give it to Hayao Miyazaki and we're done. It'll be the most beautiful movie of all time. <laughs> How many people would you need to bring in in order to get the Smash Bros, right? You got Mario. You got like the whole Mario world. Yeah. You got then you can do Zelda and you got all the Zelda crew. And then I feel like um, Fire Emblem does a lot of guys. Yeah. Maybe they could do a Fire Emblem. That seems like a little too serious. You got one offs like Captain Falcon, but I'm trying to think about what what bigger worlds you could you could tap into there. That would get a lot done. I think the obvious one is Pokemon. But oh fuck. I think that's gonna be tough. I don't yeah. know if they do a Pokemon thing. I don't know if they ever do a sequel to Detective Pikachu. I don't know. We gotta wrap this one up. Let's wrap it up. Tim, any final thoughts? <sighs> Man, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And uh we all we all need an escape every once in a while. And I think that's what Mario is. Sitting down to watch Mario is like escaping into one of his green tubes that he loves so much. You know, it takes you to another world where you can live your life, become the man you want to be, and ultimately get your parents to love you again. So I'd highly recommend this movie to anyone, anyone who wants to have a strong Italian family um, like Mario. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. This has been Nerdy for 30. Let us know what you think about our takes on this pod. Send us an email, nerdyfor30 at gmail.com. That's nerdy spelled out as a word, four spelled out as a word, and then the number 30 (laughs) at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week talking about something that I can't remember right now, but we'll find out together. Till then, bye, everybody. Stay nerdy. Bye. Stay nerdy. What are we talking about next week? Oh, Renfield. Oh, we got to see Renfield. Fuck.